Hi, this is Jim Anderson with Psalm Tree Consulting, coming to you with the Biblically Focused Business Podcast, and I am going to talk today about humility. Somebody um, in my household that I love very much has um, kind of called to my attention um, a characteristic that I may be lacking in that I need to um, to probably focus on, which may be part of my problem with personal sales, one-on-one sales. Interestingly enough, um, it this makes does make sense. And so I wanted to talk about this, but because you know I'm obviously uh, you know need help in this area, I thought I would just read something that was written by, Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah on the subject of humility. So uh, what he said here is he told a story, starting with a story here. In Detroit, in the 1930s, three young men boarded a bus and attempted to pick a fight with a passenger sitting alone in the back. They threw one insult after another. But the man said nothing in response. Eventually, the bus came to the man's stop. He stood, pulled a business card from his pocket, and handed it to one of the men before stepping off the bus and going on his way. It read, Joe Lewis, Boxer. The three young men had tried to pick a fight with the future heavyweight boxing champion of the world a title that Joe Lewis held from 1937 to 1949. He could have easily given those men the fight they wanted, and no one would have blamed him. Yet he restrained himself, and the three lucky men were given a first-hand look at humility. Power under control. That day on the bus... Joe Lewis demonstrated a virtue that's commonly misunderstood and rarely pursued. In fact, humility is so misunderstood that it's often confused with traits that are negative or with weaknesses that are crippling. So let's take a moment to clear up the two most common mistakes about this remarkable virtue. First, don't confuse humility with a lack of confidence or self-worth. Those are not humility, but low self-esteem. According to Pat Williams, Senior Vice President of the pro basketball team, the Orlando Magic, a humiliated person feels weak and enslaved. A humble person feels strong to serve others. A humiliated person feels hopeless and helpless. A humble person feels helpful and hopeful. A humiliated person feels powerless and dishonored. A humble person feels empowered and dignified. Humiliation tears down. Humility builds up. Humiliation is a tragedy. Humility is a choice. A second common mistake is to equate humility with excessive 
self-deprecation. You know this person, the one who always manages to remind you how humble he is, who painstakingly points out how he sacrifices for others, who purposely puts himself down to manipulate you into complimenting him. That's not humility. That's a martyr complex. No one is born humble. Becoming humble takes effort. Effort that is rewarded beyond measure. That is why the Bible tells us to seek humility. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. In James 4, 10, verse 10. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. And if we are told to seek it, then we can find it and learn it. Take comfort in this, because humility is truly a challenging virtue. With that in mind, the next step toward humility is to understand what it is we seek. So what is humility? Perhaps my favorite definition of humility is this. Humility is the ability to use the power and resources we possess for the good of others. The humble person values others, seeing value in them, even when they themselves may not. He sees opportunities to serve others and does so naturally and easily for the love of God service, and those who benefit from his actions. He may be very successful in his work, but he still sees himself as a servant of all. Humble people set and achieve personal goals, they, and they expect appropriate respect and appreciation for their work. They are not doormats, but they don't crave recognition, and their goal is not to be recognized above others. A life of humility begins in the mind. It starts with how you perceive yourself. That means it's a decision you make, a mindset you choose. Humility is not thinking less about yourself. It's thinking about yourself less. It's as simple and challenging as making life less about me and more about others. In our day of selfies, self-promotion, and building carefully crafted persona on social media, true humility is a rare quality. But let me be clear, it always has been. Throughout history, pride has often been the virtue of the day. Meanwhile, Throughout the Bible and the writings of wise men and women of other faiths, pride is understood to be a vice. In fact, pride is the primary vice that leads to all kinds of other vices. Most people are familiar with the proverb, pride begets, 
Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, verse 18. One of my favorite professors in seminary was the legendary Howard Hendricks. One time he told me to carry a little book that held the names of former students who either defected from the faith or had fallen into sin. He sought to understand if there was any consistent trait among them that would explain their failure. I'll never forget what he said when he finally realized all of one, all but one of them were proud and arrogant. If pride is such a negative quality, why have we spent the past several decades transforming it from a vice into a virtue? Muhammad Ali once joked, At home, I'm a nice guy, but I don't want the world to know. Humble people, I've found, don't get very far. Maybe you've seen that in your own life or in the lives of friends or co-workers. If you don't point people towards your successes, you might get passed over for promotions or people won't appreciate you the way they should. Anyway, what's wrong with having a little pride in your own work and accomplishments? What's wrong with being recognized and praised? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with being recognized for accomplishments. It's when the recognition becomes our motive that we are in jeopardy. When we can feel joy in a job well done only if we're noticed and commended for it, then we're not doing our best work for the sake of the work. We're doing it for the sake of the praise we expect to get. We're not trying to benefit others with our work. We're trying to benefit ourselves. We're not glorifying God with our lives. We're stroking our own egos. That kind of self-focus steals glory from God and steals away our own joy. When we begin to need praise and attention for everything we do, our happiness is completely dependent on other people noticing and flattering us. And when that doesn't happen, we feel deflated, worthless, bitter, and angry. In contrast, a humble person doesn't depend on whether others notice her efforts. Her happiness isn't bound to what others think of her. Humility eliminates the anxiety that comes with the constant need to strive for greater recognition, position, and power. It takes the focus off us and puts it back where it belongs, on God and on others. Take note, the anxiety that accompanies pride is very real. Since pride always requires more, more recognition, more position, more power, we can never be at peace with our lives. And there's little room, energy, or genuine desire to lift up others. The anxiety that accompanies pride is spiritually exhausting. The humility lifts all that off of us. We use our God-given talents to serve, to meet responsibilities, to enjoy what matters, to challenge ourselves to grow. We see value in others and rejoice in strengthening them for good purpose. 
We are spiritually fed by keeping our eyes and hearts on God and others. In short, pride is always hungry and must always be fed. Humility sustains itself. So with that, may I hear what I have just read, and may we all understand how important humility is to our ultimate success.